are listening to Doula's Going Digital, a podcast about taking your important birth work online to reach more people. I'm your host, Nicole Joy, digital doula, mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever, accidental unassisted home birth after cesarean mom, and corporate real estate finance dropout turned birth CEO. I've helped thousands of families learn better, more supportive ways to birth. And I help birth professionals build sustainable businesses, leveraging the beautiful tool that is the internet. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you to add your name to the wait list for the next round of the online business school. It doesn't open until next year, but when you're on the wait list, you will get my weekly free shit Tuesday emails. So anything for you that I have going on, helpful business information, tips, inspiration, all of the above, you'll get it via email every Tuesday. And you'll be the first to find out about my special Black Friday offers. And then of course, when the online business school opens next year, you will get a special offer just for being on the wait list. Click the link in the show notes, enter your name and email, and then we can continue our connection and conversation through your inbox. This episode is sponsored by the Birthy Black Friday Showcase. I'm really excited to finally share this with you. So there is a link in the show notes that you can check out, or it's linked in my Instagram profile, and it will take you to a list of special Black Friday Cyber Week offers just for birth professionals. Idea being that this year, just like we did last year, we're going to continue purchasing from other birth workers whenever possible, purchasing from minority-owned businesses and local businesses whenever possible, and doubling down on investing in our businesses and ourselves whenever possible. Because we really don't need another pair of shoes, or we might. Either way, I can't wait for you to check it out. So it'll start... The showcase begins with a list of my offers. And the very first and new thing that I'm putting together this year that I have available for you is an Instagram Reels workshop. So this is a 58-minute workshop that is for folks that really want to get started in Instagram Reels because you realize that video content, particularly short form, isn't going anywhere. Short form video content is performing very well, especially at brand awareness. So if you're trying to get more eyes on your business, increase your exposure and meet new people online, Instagram Reels is a great way to do that. If it feels overwhelming or you're wondering, oh, but I don't want to dance on the gram and I don't want to show my face, you don't have to. None of that is required. So in this workshop, 58 minutes, I will teach you how to use Instagram Reels in your business, even if you don't want to dance and even if you don't want to show your face. Then it will be kind of a interactive. We're going to work together and I will have you open your phone and I'll walk you through creating a Reel step by step by step. Now, you don't have to post it or share it. Don't stress that. But it's just going to give you the idea of how the buttons work and where things are and really just how to get started. Then you're going to leave with a checklist and a download that will have screenshots so that when you're off of the replay, you don't have to watch it over and over again to remember which steps to do. It'll all be there for you in a handy checklist. And then you can walk through the screenshots to guide you through making your first reel. So... Grab the Instagram Reels workshop. Absolutely. I also now have the Digital Doula's 2022 Content Toolkit. If you bought the Content Toolkit last year, don't buy it again. The 2022 calendar will be in this new version. You don't need to pay again. If you don't yet have it, 
it is the best low-cost investment you can make for building content in your birth business. Guaranteed. As of right now, there's over 800 birth professionals that have purchased this particular item. And I get loads of great feedback all the time about it. Okay. And then the third of my offers for this year is a discount across the board on my three main courses. So previously, you could only get course creation for doulas on its own. And now, only for right now is the plan. You'll be able to get any of my three signature courses that make up the CEO method as standalone courses. And there's a little discount just for this holiday. And then any purchases of courses throughout this particular period, you will get invited to a private group planning session. So it's a pop-up on Zoom to plan out your 2022 goals and build out your plan for your business. So we'll get together as a group in mid-December. You'll have an opportunity to come. And then again, in January, if you miss the December. So head to the link in the show notes, you'll see all of my offers. And then several of my trusted clients and members of the online business school for birth pros membership that are creating things for other birth professionals. I have compiled their offers all in the showcase. I'll be sharing this link out and about on all of the platforms so you can check it out. And I'll be sharing information to my Instagram stories throughout the week to highlight their businesses. Okay. So enjoy. Happy shopping. Happy investing. Double down on yourself. Double down on your business. We're building empires, friends. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Happy Thanksgiving week. If you are listening from the United States... And even if you're not, wherever you're at in the world, it's always a good time for me to tell you how grateful I am for you, for you being in this space with me and being in this community with me and listening to the podcast and my sometimes annoying voice. It takes some getting used to your own voice, right? So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all of your messages, all of your reviews, all of your sharing of the episodes. None of it goes unnoticed. So I appreciate you big, 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 big. All right. So this week, the podcast episode was inspired by a Q&A that I did on my Instagram stories. Most Fridays, I do them where if you want free business advice, you can pop into my Instagram stories and there's a little question box and you can plug in any question and I will answer it You know, at some point over the next day or so. So a question that came up was how you can get work done in your business when there are so many distractions in the house, like cleaning the house and things like that. And so I zoomed out a little bit and I thought, you know, this is actually a really good podcast episode that I think we need to talk about. Something that I can't really answer in like a very short Instagram story clip necessarily. And I didn't want it to expire after 24 hours. IG stories expire after 24 hours. And this I thought was more important and should live on the podcast. So here we are. So zooming out, really what we're talking about here is distractions. And we are entering a season of mega distractions, right? So for a lot of reasons, and some of them are amazing distractions and some are heavy and hard. So on the feel good side holiday functions are returning depending on where you live in the world. Life is kind of returning depending on where you live in the world. Kids activities, field trips. You know, I live in Florida, which has been mostly open for the last year and a half. I mean, we mostly reopened everything last June and we didn't have field trips last year. So this year the classes are doing field trips again. So like I'm really trying to be active on campus to the extent that I can, and they're allowing parents back on campus and 
all of these beautiful things. So it just creates so many opportunities for me to be present. And, you know, in terms of business, it's, it's a beautiful reason to be distracted, right? Then there's, it's November. And if you are a writer or you've ever dabbled in writing, you may have heard of the NaNoWriMo challenge. It's basically a November writing challenge for folks that want to write a book or may end up writing a book or just maybe want to write. And the gist of my understanding of this challenge, I might not explain it perfectly, is that you write every day in the month of November. Every day, your goal is 1,667 words with the idea being by the end of the month, 30 days, you have 50,000 words, which is enough to have a book. Now we could go on and on and talk about that, which I am currently doing that challenge. Um, And I talked about it a little bit on my Instagram. So if you want to know more about it, that's where you can find it. But anyhow, it's a beautiful reason to be distracted, right? It's also a time, it can be a heavy time where we experience more or different levels of grief than usual, right? Like people that we've lost, people that we didn't get a chance to meet, you know? So it's hard. It can be a really heavy season. And then there's also the usual adulting distractions. I hate to say normal, but you know, the usual, the things that are usually happening outside of this holiday season, right? Like the house can be messy speaking to uh, the person who asked that question to answer her, like the house can be messy. It happens to everybody, you know, our normal to-do list, our regular things, you know, I am a class parent. So there's a lot of little things with that. And, you know, just, just life things, right. As a parent of three, like feeling like I'm preparing 50,000 meals a day, um, possibly for some people having a nine to five outside of, or some other type of job or corporate job, even part-time job outside of your birth business caring for yourself, you know, taking care of you, right? So whatever your rituals are, whether, and I've realized too, that lately I've realized that exercise I thought was sufficient and it's great and it's important, but it is the bare minimum in taking care of yourself and the laundry, the laundry. Oh my gosh. We have five people in our house and a dog who doesn't wear clothes, but you know, the laundry. So how can you get stuff done in your business? Now, first, I want to you know let you know that I am. I was told several months ago that I am a high performing individual, and prior to like really going deep in my business and doubling down and getting to know other business owners intimately, and then coaching other humans, you know, I've worked with so many people now over the last few years. And what I've one of the things I've learned is that not everyone is like me. Not saying one is good or bad or whatever, because that's not the case. It's just that we're all different. You know, I've learned this from my business. I've learned this from being in therapy over time. Like we're all so different and everybody has their own stuff. And as do I, which high performance for me can sometimes be a cover or an escape from my stuff, right? So it might not always be exactly as it seems. You know what I mean? And so again, neither good nor bad, just that we're all at different places. And I, one of my things, one of the ways I not always so kind to myself is I have really high expectations of myself. And there was a time where I was much harder on myself and I am loosening the grip big time. And it's hard. It's painful. (laughs) 
And I, I we can ex- share that on another episode. We'll save it because that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, that's just kind of how I am, you know, and I joke about not watching TV and things like that. It's not that I don't want to, but there's just, there's more layers to it, right? So my suggestion for this episode and what I'm going to share with you about how I get stuff done when there's so much humaning happening is to listen to the episode and listen for something, even one thing that feels right for you or one thing that you can alter to fit you. Because we're not all going to apply all of these things. That's absolutely not my intention of sharing. I really just want to share how I do it because this is not how I coach either. This is just my process, right? I don't coach my clients that this is the set and stone stone system that they have to do if they want to be successful. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that living this life or running this business or whatever it is you're doing is supposed to be a one size fits all. That would be boring. And really, we're not designed to function that way. So when I work with my clients, the suggestions are different depending on who they are as individuals, what works best for them. You know, it's the one size fits all is not, is not usually helpful. So preface that this episode is my process and perhaps there's something in my part of it, you know, the parts of it that I can get into the episode. And then perhaps something that I mention will ignite something or activate something within you, or that feels really good for you that you want to try on for yourself. Okay. So when there's a whole lot of humaning happening, right? Like human stuff, holiday season, life, parenting, normal things, usual things. Here's how I get stuff done. The first thing is I prioritize like a mother. I have to, because there's a lot lot of things that are on my dream list and desires list of things I want to do every day. I'm also very realistic and I know kind of what I can handle. I may take on a little bit too much at times, but then I quickly remind myself that like, Hey, you need to pull it in a little bit. So I prioritize. And so what that looks like for me is, okay, priorities. What is your priority? What goes first for you? Right? Like for me, it's family. Family is my priority. Our health you know, my family are how being present for them. Like these kinds of things are my priority and the business doesn't come first. So without sharing all of my priorities in which order, because I don't think that's really helpful, but my suggestion is to look at your stuff and prioritize what's really important to you and what comes first. And then when you get to the business section, try to not take on too many bigger projects at once right? Like there's going to be a lot of moving pieces because there's, there's always a lot, right? As a business owner, like you're answering emails, you're paying invoices or you're reconciling bank stuff, or you are serving clients, checking messages, um, having calls, creating content. There's a lot of different things, but perhaps you're not like creating 15 different new programs and booklets and this and this all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So then... Once you kind of know what's priority and you know what the big, the one or two, you know, the few big things you're going to be prioritizing in the, in the business, take a look and assess your optimal times for different levels of your energy throughout the day and really throughout your cycle. If you track your cycle, then you're going to allocate the priority tasks to pockets of time during your day. That's how I do it or during your cycle. So for me, right? I'll walk you through mine. This is going to sound absurd. I'm never going to tell you to wake up at this time of day because there's a lot of people that this does not work for at all. 
for me, this is what works. For me, I have to get sleep. I must rest. And ideally, my body is like in bed falling asleep by 9 p.m. I know that's ridiculous. It's kind of embarrassing to even admit, but I know my body wakes me up every morning, usually at like four o'clock. Even when I try to sleep in, I just, my body won't let me. So basically, I've become my father, which is not a bad thing. He's an amazing man and an amazing dad. But I remember as a teenager, like, my dad would go through phases of being really religious and then phases of not being so much in the synagogue. You know, he's Jewish. And I remember like in high school, I, my school started at 7 a.m. when I was a, oh goodness, sophomore, junior, senior. So I had to get up at like, I think six and just basically throw myself together, get out the door. But I remember getting up at six and he would either be watching Braveheart, which is a three hour movie. If you, I'm aging myself. He would watch that before work and my dad would leave. Like he would, you know, depending on what year, if I had a car or not, like he would leave the house really early. Usually my dad left no later than 7 a.m. So he was watching Braveheart at like four o'clock in the morning. And I used to shake my head. I'm like, you are, this is unnecessary. Like he, something's wrong with you. And I thought he was ridiculous. And here we are. So, or he would be up early. Like when I said the religious part of the reason I said that is because um, he would do his morning prayers. So if you've never seen that, he would, it's a longer process, you know, and I would come out of my room and he would be in the dining room all wrapped up with his um, prayer things on and like rocking back and forth, doing his prayers. He couldn't talk. So he would just kind of, you know, wink and like, give me a little finger up, like, Hey, you know, thumbs up. Good morning. And again, I used to think, how does he wake up with enough time to do this for himself in the morning? But now I realize that that was actually his form of self-care because he really didn't have any other time of day he could care. I mean, it's part of the morning thing too, morning prayer, but it was something he was doing for himself you know, and he needed that. And I didn't realize that at the time. So for me now as an adult, I've realized that my brain actually works really well in the morning, like best. So writing, whether it's the NaNoWriMo challenge that I'm doing right now, the writing, whatever, 1600 and something words a day, or just writing content or whatever. If I want to write, if one of the priorities is writing, I really need to do do it between 5 and 6 a.m., that feels the best for me right now. Like almost this whole month, I've been writing about 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. when the kids start to make noise and I have to shift into um, getting ready to make breakfast and all that good stuff for the kids. So that hour is like the house is quiet. Nobody's talking to me. I'm slowly drinking my coffee while writing. Again, please don't think I'm telling you to do your thing at 5 to 6 a.m. It's not required, but find the time of day that's best for you to do that thing, right? Another example for me, a few more. Exercise is one of my priorities. Move. I call it like when I write my get to-do list for the day, I call it move my body. I don't say like have to exercise or whatever. I say move. And I know that I just I just want to move my body. And sometimes it's Peloton now, now that I, you know, I'm using a Peloton. Other times it's um, yesterday I did a 20 minute stretch instead because my body was just, craving like stretching. So it was movement, right? So exercise for me and movement feels best in the morning, right after the kids leave for school. And before I sit down at my desk to start working, I know that I'm most likely to get it done if I do it in that window before I shower. Because once I shower, I just feel less motivated. And then the afternoons, I'm tired because remember I woke up at four or five. Sometimes I I will sleep till five, like get a little crazy here. 
but I know that in the afternoon I'm tired. And so doing, you know, it just tends to work best for me at that little window of time in the business. I've realized for myself that like creating videos, showing my face on Instagram stories, a lot more launching courses, programs, the membership, whatever it is, all of those things feel easiest for me when I'm ovulating. So that's when I'm kind of, you know, assessing where I'm at in my cycle and checking in with how I feel. Ovulation is like an outwardly time and it makes sense, right? So I feel very magnetic and I feel very, I just want to be on video and I want to talk to people and, you know, I want to be outwardly, right? So it makes sense. Other areas of the business. So client calls, teaching live, doing our bi-monthly live streams for the online business school membership and other tasks like that, that I do want my brain to be in good, solid, healthy, energized, focused shape for, for me, they work best between like the morning time. So after exercise, after showering and you know, the early afternoon when I have to break, because then I go pick up the kids cleaning Right. So this is, we're finally getting around to answering the question directly. Cleaning is something that I don't need my brain for. So I don't want to waste my optimal brain activity and brain energy, which is the morning. I don't want to waste it on cleaning, even though it gets complicated because it's sometimes also really hard for me to focus if things are, they feel filthy. So to me, there's a difference between sloppy or like just not kept up, not picked up versus like filth. Filth is a no-go. I really can't function in that environment, but general, like picking up and stuff, I don't need my brain for it. And so usually I save it for the late afternoons or early evening. So what that means is full disclosure, my bed is only made and my house is only always picked up when either our beloved housekeeping folks or our beloved nanny is here. When I'm flying solo, beds are not always made. Laundry is not always folded and put away. I can usually flip the machine, like washer to dryer to to a basket and then leave it in the hallway until somebody somewhere somehow gets a chance to sit down and fold it and put it away, right? But it just means that it's not always perfect, whatever that means, because really like it's not a priority. You know, I don't like to... This is going to... This feels like... I don't know if it's unnecessarily detailed, but like I don't like leaving food in the sink. That feels... To me. So I do like rinse off dishes and I load the dishwasher throughout the day, usually. Like I'll do that, but I'm not getting in there like scrubbing and putting everything away. I just, I just don't. I save it for the late afternoons and early evenings because it's just become less and less of priority. Especially, frankly, when the kids are going to come home and completely demolish whatever I've done anyway. So it's almost like, what's the point? So after dinner, after they've done making their final meal mess of the day, then I feel more comfortable going in and really cleaning up. So I don't know if that was even helpful or if it was kind of TMI, but there you go. Uh, The other suggestion I have is to ride the energy waves, the energetic waves in your business. And so if you don't know what I mean by that, like if you follow your cycle, you might start to pay attention to how you feel during different periods. So earlier I talked about ovulation, right? So I know during ovulation, that's usually a time that if I know I want to have some videos for different projects I'm working on, I will try to batch videos while I'm ovulating, like in that window. If I have a wave of creativity come over me and I'm sitting and I just feel all these ideas pouring in for something like Instagram reels, you know, there's days and sometimes weeks that go by that I don't even think about Instagram reels. And then out of the blue, 
a wave will hit me of all these ideas. And I just open up a Google doc and dump it, you know, and I ride the wave. So that's for me, like a wave of creativity. I don't necessarily record them all that day, but I write them all out. You know, I've, I've batched like a list, I should say, I have written a list of, you know, 30 reels ideas in like a very short amount of time before. And then when I start to ovulate or when I feel that outwardly energy wave coming, I will batch, you know, the VBAC awareness day in July, I batched and I created 14 reels in like less than 48 hours, riding the wave, whatever the wave is like tuning into what you need and how you can bring it into your business how you can be the most... Because what happens is if you try to force, right? If I try to force video creation when I'm on my period, doesn't always go over well. If I try to force writing, let's say I wait till the kids go to bed at night, it's not going to make sense. It's half-ass. It's not clear. It's really not good. And so I don't force it anymore because when I am optimal with my energy and different you know, things, I'm much more efficient. You know what I mean? Like writing at 5 to 6 a.m., I am way more efficient and I get a lot more done than I would at like 7 p.m. At 7 p.m., my brain is damn near off. And I'm really only good for like handling the kids to bed and resting and allowing myself to calm my body down and, you know, the wind down stuff, right? Like that's, that's about it. This is the last one I'm going to suggest. Schedule your rest. That is part of getting stuff done. It really is. Because if you trust me, if this is a hard one for me, this is a new one to me. But if you burn the candle at both ends for too long, your body will force you down. And you do not want to do that. So require rest for yourself. Schedule it if you need to. Even if it's like one hour, it doesn't have to be something... There's no definition of what this could look like. But whatever feels right for you. It was kind of hard for me to start to force myself to do this because like I said earlier in the episode, I tend to be a really high performing individual. And so forcing rest was like, it felt bad. Like it felt like I shouldn't be doing it. It felt like, oh my gosh, is the world going to fall apart? Um, is everything, is the business going to fall apart? Are my clients going to be? No, none of that is true. None of that is true because what happens is I'm able to replenish and rejuvenate myself and my energy. And then whether I took an hour off or a day off or a week off, when I come back, I am that much more energized and efficient and I'm pouring from a full cup and it benefits everybody. It benefits my kids. It benefits my clients. It benefits you, my community, because of the way I can show up on the podcast is I'm not basically dying. I feel good. So try it. Try it on for size, right? Like really do it. And I know you tell your clients that. I know you tell your community, whoever you work with, wherever they're at on the journey to parenthood, I'm certain that part of your message to them is to allow themselves to just rest and be in it, right? Rest during labor when you can, rest after you have the baby, rest during pregnancy, get your sleep, relax, get massages, whatever feels good to you. Rest when you have a new baby in your arms, rest if you can when the baby rests, rest just because rest. So now I'm telling you, walk the walk, talk the talk, it'll pay off. 
I hope this was really helpful. And I'd love to hear if any, you know, what of these tips you're going to be implementing and trying for yourself as you start to look at your energy levels throughout the day, your energy levels throughout your cycle. And as you start to move tasks around accordingly, like how does it feel? Does it feel more easeful? Does it feel more supportive? And share with me anywhere on social medias, tag me, let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. And if you celebrate, have a beautiful, beautiful holiday and enjoy just being here on this planet at this time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.